Hello and welcome to The Loudspeaker, your definitive guide on how to scale your startup. This first tip for every fintech startup is what are the media and press saying about us, how are we being perceived by these people? PR stunts are any activities that allow you to engage with the audience. I don't agree with the fact that our publicity is good publicity. Here is where we talk to communications professionals from all around the world to let you know what are the best practices and cool ideas that you can implement for your startups. So yeah, Jackie, can you share with our listeners who you are, your role at Acelity, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so nervous about trying to pronounce that, Acelity Marketing, <laughs> and what the company does, please. I swear when I re so it used to be me consulting and when I branded the company Excelity, I heard no one's going to know how to pronounce that. And I was like, well, it's too late because <laughs> I already named it. So now everyone has to deal with that. You're not alone. Um, by way of introduction, my name is Jackie Hermes. I'm the CEO of Excelity, which is a marketing agency that works with B2B software companies to get to revenue and grow faster. So we're working with um, some startups, which is really fun, that are pre-revenue and fundraising or have raised up to about 30, 40 million, um, some private equity owned. So it's a really fun space to be in because things move really quickly. Awesome. And I'm happy to have you on because I think this is something uh, this is a strange time to be alive um <laughs> because yes. things are, are not quite um i would say normal not that we really have a reference of what normal is anymore <laughs> but um yeah things have changed a lot since the pandemic and essentially we're looking at that on this call today and this this month we're looking at um the changing customer environment and i think marketing is particularly interesting for this so i'd love to know how has the pandemic affected the calls you are having with prospects and clients and have their needs changed at all? Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, right when the pandemic started, people were really scared. And so life was a lot different then. People were very hesitant to sign longer term contracts. At that time, we were selling contracts for a minimum of a year. Um, it, it, it gave us an opportunity to look at the way that we sell and kind of change should be a little more consumer friendly too. So now our contracts start at six months and then they go month to month after that. So that actually has been a benefit because it sped up our sales cycle and allowed us to sell to a little more risk averse crowd. Um, but I mean, other than that, now that we're a year into this, uh, this feels like normal now. I don't think that life is ever really gonna go back to exactly the way it was. And therefore buyers aren't really, at least from our end, buying any different. I don't see them even hardly being scared, which is kind of crazy. It's, a, it's pretty insane how quickly um, consumers and just people in general can adapt to something like a pandemic. Yeah, and this definitely does feel like the new normal. I mean, obviously after a year, things, it, it, like you said, I, I don't think there's a better way of describing it. This is uh, the state of normality that we're living in now. But I think that's kind of good in the sense that it's it's somewhat reassuring to know that we've been in this a year and we've survived a year and things are still going well. So we're, we're still here. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I also think that some of the changes aren't actually that bad. Like I know that it's accelerated a lot of uh, technological advancements, especially working from home and like remote working in general. And kind of on that subject, I understand you work with a lot of uh, SaaS startups. 
like since many processes have become digitalized since the start of the pandemic, have you seen a rise in these types of clients or clients from any other industry for that matter? I have seen more companies being started at this time, which I think is pretty cool. Like the fact that people have not only adapted, but are willing to take the risk. And, you know, some of it is people think it's a good time to take that risk. And then some of it is people are somewhat being forced out of work or companies have downsized and they are getting creative in how they're solving problems. So I have seen more of, you know, just tech companies um, coming out. It's, it's interesting because the industries that we work in are pretty old and they're kind of just ready for disruption of some kind. So like the insurance industry in the United States is insanely, I mean, entrenched. There are way too many people and different layers involved in it. So bringing technology to an industry like that, it kind of seems like the perfect time. Awesome. And have you, have you worked with many like insurance companies or any, anything within that? that um, industry, I guess. Yeah, a lot of, so my background before I started this marketing agency was actually running marketing at an insured tech company. So we were private equity owned and we had a suite of products that were sold into the insurance industry. So it's a pretty, I mean, it makes sense to be a target market of ours because both myself and then a number of people on my team have that experience. Um, so yeah, insure tech is a big area that we focus in. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best things that can come from uh, unexpected events like the pandemic, where you're forced to change your processes. And like you said, you've managed to speed up the process for those that are potentially uh, risk averse. Am I right? Am I quoting you correctly there? Did you did you say that? Yeah, um, I mean, so before signing a year contract and signing a six month contract is a totally different ballgame, right? So we were selling contracts that were a minimum of a year and they were great because it gave us longer to show clients success and make sure that they're really happy and working with us. But on the flip side, the six month contracts put a little bit more pressure on us. And it's fun because we are working toward results faster. And then clients aren't as worried to sign, you know, a year contract versus a six month contract. So yeah, I mean, there are lots of things that this pandemic has given me the opportunity to reevaluate. Uh, like, for example, a little bit of a tangent, but we just put out a survey asking our team if they want to go back to the office. And if so, what does that look like? And where we were four or five days a week in the office previously, and most of our most of our team is local here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, now, none of them really want to go back. The, it was a three-way tie between working remotely full-time, going into the office one day a week, and going into the office two days a week. So I don't see us ever going back to kind of the way things were before. Yeah, I completely understand and kind of relate in a way because at Publicize, we're, we're fully remote and we were beforehand, like I could have returned to the UK anytime and work from there or anywhere really. And um, I got into the habit of always going to the office because I really enjoy the people I work with. Our office is in a really nice base in the city here in Medellin. And uh, I really liked it. And even though I still like going back to the office when I get there, I'm like, oh, I'd like working here. I have to say I have really adapted to the convenience of not having to commute and just being in my home environment it makes things more efficient so even though I was very resistant to this at first thinking oh man how am I going to survive having to work from home all the time 
now I'm like, how am I going to survive fitting the time in to get to work and back um, in my modern life? So yeah. I, I completely relate to that with your stuff. Yeah. If you're interested in seeing how Publicize can grow your startup, sign up for a free PR assessment on our website. And for a limited time only, exclusively for the loudspeaker listeners, you can receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash lspromo. I agree. I mean, I have a, a 12 minute drive from my house to my office and then parking. So it's maybe three minutes from door to door. And I don't even want to do that. And that's a very minimal commute. So uh, yeah, I have always loved working from home. And I think kind of everyone is starting to see the benefits of it. Yeah. Now, that's kind of like touching on something which I want to go into a little bit more, uh, which is essentially, do you think the changes caused by the p- pandemic will stay beyond COVID? And I'm talking like, not necessarily from a remote work perspective, but potentially in what you've seen from your clients like will you keep your contracts like the six months ones do you think you'll keep that or are there any other ways that society or how you've adapted to this pandemic will stay beyond covid yeah i i don't know how much will stay but i want it to stay and i think it should say. I think that a lot of companies had to get more consumer friendly during this time. For example, um, most restaurants are doing curbside pickup or they're even getting creative and like you can pick up drink packages or who, you know, who knows what. Um, a lot of companies are offering takeout or delivery that maybe didn't before. A lot of companies like, I mean, we're talking about restaurants right now, but they have all gotten on an app where you can make reservations in advance. And then companies like mine have gotten more consumer friendly in that we're making it easier for people to find information online and make a decision of whether they're ready to have a conversation with us. I think that this old methodology of forcing consumers to talk to you in order to get a price so that you can oversell them or whatever, I think that should go away forever. Ever. And I've seen a lot of companies moving that way during this pandemic. So it's kind of a lot of steps that we as businesses should have taken to make it easier to learn from us and buy from us previously have we've now been kind of forced into doing and I hope that never goes away. Yeah, I suppose the pandemic's a bit of a kick up the butt for the, <laughs> that kind of a, that kind of mentality. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what advice do you have for marketers who are trying to adapt to this uh, new environment that we're in? Ooh, I would say my best advice is to really watch everything that's happening and educate yourself. There's this delicate balance between consuming too much information and educating yourself so much that you're not taking action. And then on the other side of that is continuing to do the same old things that you used to do. I think, for example, my company has had systems and proven processes that worked really well for our clients for a long time. And now we're in the process of blowing it up because the world is changing and we need to make sure that we are as advanced and on top of trends as we can possibly be because that's what our clients expect of us. So every marketer, you know, I read that there were eight, eight billion more emails delivered last year than the year prior. What else can we do besides email marketing? It's still a relatively effective strategy, 
but we should be looking at and testing other strategies like PR or social. Um, personal brands are a huge thing that I think a lot of companies are still not investing in that we should be looking at. So um, don't get stuck, right? Don't get stuck in the old ways and don't be afraid to question the structure of what you're doing. I think that's some good advice. And as the host of a PR podcast, I can honestly say PR. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way forward. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, we, we are working with Publicize now for maybe six months. And man, the, the placements that we've seen and the traffic that we've been able to drive, it's second to none. And it's, it's often a lot more effective than sending um, a marketing email. If you're, if you're going to be an email marketer, you have to be top notch these days. So I think it's a really good way that people can look at leveling up their skills as well. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's great to hear that um, such kind words. And uh, I have to say, if, if anyone wants to get involved with what you're doing or learn more about what you're doing or work with you or speak with you, Jackie, how can they get in contact with Acelity Marketing? Did I get it right? I got it right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Good job. Um, the best way to get in touch with me personally is through LinkedIn. I spend tons of time there. Um, so I think I am the, the Jackie Hermes on LinkedIn because someone had just Jackie Hermes. Um, so hit me up there. Otherwise our website, accelitymarketing.com is a great place to get in touch with us too. We have tons of content about the different things that we're testing and our strategies and all that good stuff there. So hit us up. Fantastic. Well, we'll include a link to your LinkedIn and Acelity Marketing on the description of this podcast, but I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation.